You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. I am so excited because today on the show we have Gail Loveshock. She is a mentor, a healer and a quantum meditation teacher. She's a spiritual transformative coach. She is a priestess, a minister in training and she is an all-round glorious soul and she's also my past life sister. Yay! <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. And I think we should, yeah, I think it's really important to tell that last bit to the <laughs> listeners so that if we if we break down into me being like, what? You're not the older sister. And <laughs> <laughs> they'll know why. Yes. Yes. I feel like we do have a little bit of a like a sister, a sister, a sisterly bond. I agree. And I, I agree about that. And, and, you know, even just as we were saying off air that we're not sure where we're going to go today, but we just really want to share, you know, how we talk when we talk to one another mm. and the, the down to earthness of that. And I think also that, um, yeah, it does come with a bit of cheekiness and it does come with laughter and it does come with, with truth. And I, um, yeah, I love that. I love that about our relationship. It's really important throat chakra hang on oh, <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> that's probably mine <laughs> that's not yeah. the first time that's happened <laughs> remember no, when right. i was doing a um i was doing a meditation when we we're in Obanyan a couple mm. years ago that doesn't feel mm. like a couple years ago that feels like just Mm-mm. five minutes ago but anyway Cross, um, yeah. and i just couldn't talk like my whole throat was like just Mm. freaking out and you were in the mm. circle and you were just like sorry about that no it's it's interesting you know it's like because I, I think i've shared with you before i likened it to um to anybody that watches um or watched you know charmed about the the three um sisters who were were witches and they would get kind of upgrades or they would up level their power and then um, i used to always feel they got really really kind of sexy sultry upgrades and then I got clearing my throat as my upgrade <laughs> it's your superpower like you it's can, totally you can clear yeah. anybody's throat chakra in the room just by yeah that. yeah well and not e- not even in the room not even oh, in well, the room yeah, yeah. <laughs> the room. yeah yeah the cosmic the cosmic yes. room yeah totally and I think you know that's um that's such an important point because I think there's so much of that going on there is a there is a global throat clearing going on we are you know we're using uh, we're rediscovering deeper language we're using newer words aren't we we're we're moving out of the kind of cotton candy spiritual realms of of let's be controversial and talk about the spoon feeding you know that has been going on a little bit in our in our time and it's just kind of like yeah there's there's no more time for that we um we've there's another way you know there's a yeah there's a another way to find the sensory nourishment that has to come from us really um i don't want to even say using our voices or finding our voice because i don't think it's that anymore but simply being in conversation simply being in communion with one another Mm -hmm. and what happens as a result of that 
Yeah, we've talked a lot about uh, language and mm. how we use like some, some of the phrases that we mm-hmm. used to use mm-hmm. um, that don't really feel like they're in alignment anymore. And mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that we were just about to start talking about before we started the call and we we're like, no, let's record this <laughs> was a post that I put up on Instagram uh, last week, the week before mm-hmm. about how I personally feel like, because everything I post on my Instagram is, this is my personal opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like not mm-hmm. everybody, you don't all have to agree with everything I say. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but what I said was that <laughs> it's time that we, we stopped calling each other energy vampires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the response to that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. There were hundreds, literally hundreds of people saying, yep, I'm with you. Like, this is not the way forward. This doesn't show compassion to people who are hurting and trying to latch onto us. But then there were also a lot of people that got really upset (laughs) that I had suggested that maybe this wasn't the way forward. Um, It was really interesting, really, really Mm. interesting discussion. What's your thoughts on the whole energy vampire thing? I, yeah, I'm with you. It's just what's my whole, all my thoughts on that, on that topic. I think, um, like broad brushstroke is, yeah, I, I agree. I think that it was a, I think it was a phrase that, you know, was useful to us whilst we tried to understand essentially boundaries, Mm -hmm. because that's really, I think that's one of the layers that's underneath it. I think that it's very passive language now as well. So, you know, um, because there's, a, you know, there's that kind of interesting context around that obviously a vampire takes what it wants without um, concern for the other. And therefore, you know, I, I don't know if I feel like that's true necessarily when it comes to um, energy exchanges at, at any level. And I think that it's, um, it's, an, it's, I think it's quite a cruel term now. I think, I don't think we need it. I think there's quite a persecutory mm. energy behind it as well, which may or may not feel activating to people, you know, and I, and I use the word activation instead of trigger, because I, I think, you know, we've moved deeper into an understanding of what, what that is. And we'll, we'll talk more about that as well. And I think that, you know, what we're really talking about from my own you know, place of understanding is that if I feel that someone that in the presence of another human, um, that they that the energy within me is being drained as a result of that, then really I've got to look at that whole relationship. It's not simply that that person mm-hmm. is just like, oh hey, let me plug myself into you. You know, so where are my boundaries? How am I feeling? you know, where, where am I setting myself? And in fact, do I even have boundaries and am I just feeling irritated and maybe a little bit angry with this other person? Because in fact, what I've done is I have repressed my capacity to say, no, thank you. I actually don't have any spare energy to spend with you right now in this way, but here's what I would love to do. Or indeed, dare I say, sometimes with the old kind of, um, you know, thinking around that energy vampireness is that actually, there we've just outgrown one another mm. and there there has to be a completion you know there has to be an ending there has to be a separation and you know again because we're kind of all you know 1960s peace and love man um you know but actually that has evolved also because courage is about you know rage of the heart and how we work in social activism how we work in love in action how we move through into a place of compassion is it's kind of it's more of an interesting landscape for me than 
yeah then then calling people you know energy vampire i mean i i even feel the same way about the word empath as well i think mm. i think you know i know i know i Ooh, feel like interesting mm, interesting mm, Mm. so I think you know what we've got is we've got you know with the word empath or, or being empathetic you know we've got there's four I think there's four layers like that you know I think that the first word to feel into is pity and how we feel about that and where that lands in the body for us for me it's quite a head word and it and it comes you know it comes outside of us I think the next part of that journey is sympathy. And I think, you know, we can feel sympathy for a person, individual, their situation, something that's happened. I think with empathy, we feel both of those things. But we also have basically, if somebody fell down a well, um, if we were, you know, feeling empathy towards them, we'd probably get in the well with them, <laughs> you know, and we'd mm -hmm. be like, I, I feel what you feel. And then we would just stay there. Um, and then, but compassion, you know, compassion is, I feel like is the elder. It's like the big oak tree. Compassion is, you know, I, I sympathize with where you are. I empathize that you're down there in that well. And hey, compassion over here is about how are we going to get you out of there? You know, how are we going to, how are we going to get you out of there? And it's, you know, we'll heal the world with compassion. Mm. I don't necessarily think that we'll heal the world with what could be accused of being a, you know, again, another passive, a passive place of, of empathy. And, you know, again, we're, there's this big social expectation and understanding of empathy, but actually there's a reason that we struggle with self-care and self-compassion is because we haven't taken the step into it to really understand its healing capabilities and the mature transformation that can come as a result of being in that space. You know, for example, I think, you know, Jesus had a capacity for compassion. I would never think of Jesus as an empath, for example. Does that make <laughs> yes, sense? Yeah. <laughs> sense like he wasn't walking around like taking everybody's stuff for them and like mm -mm, i feel mm -mm. what you feel babe like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no to i think and you know and i think similarly with you know our other holy ones you know buddha was renowned for saying no thank you to other people's gifts of of whatever they were experiencing or feeling you know you turn up at buddha's tree with anger or aggression or demanding his energy or or even joy or and try to give it to him and he would have said no thank you mm. you know he would have said no thank you. he wasn't interested in any of that he was interested in how to help his people live in a better way you know buddhism wasn't a religion for some 250 years you know where then it started to get more complicated because actually you know buddhism is a it's a tradition it's a pathway that helps people live their best life developing and evolving systems which solve problems in the current in the current living system it's not about uh, whether one of us is draining or the other one isn't it's mm. more about are your drains working do you have clean water you know, can you feed your family? Again, I think, you know, when we get caught up in languages such as around, you know, empath, vampire, energy, all these things, they are, you know, they're potentially a distraction to, to that which needs to be felt compassion towards and healed. And, you know, again, for me, that's a much, you know, that's a place of, I'm kind of sitting on that plateau being like, well, what's it like to hang out here? What does this really mean? to be in this deep seat of compassion, to drop the labels, to dissolve the resistance to love, to see the brother or sister in me for a mirror to me, 
and to understand where I am feeling activated, you know, therefore not triggered about something that's happening. And where can I bring that part of myself into the light for healing, therefore acceptance, inclusion, integration, and then we move forward more full of ourselves. Mm, yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I think is really interesting too about the term empath is I feel like it's it's useful or it's mm-hmm, been useful mm-hmm. up to now. Maybe we do need to, you know, have a think about changing it or using using different language. Mm. But I feel like it's been really useful to help people. Mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. are sensitive and are picking up on all of these energies and everything else around them, it can be really useful to go, mm-hmm. okay, this is what's happening to me. Like this mm-hmm. is not actually my stuff. This is other mm-hmm. people's stuff. Cause mm-hmm. for me in my journey, it was very much about like getting to a point where I was completely fried and exhausted and grumpy and bitchy and moany and all of these things that weren't like my natural state. And to kind of come to this place and go like, who am I? Like, who is this person? Like, this doesn't really feel like me what's going on. And so Mm -hmm. I found the term empath to be really empowering at that time because it helped me to understand what was happening to me and how to change it. But one thing that I have realized since then is that every human on the planet is an empath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. many people who are coming across as being energy vampires mm-hmm. or um, being, you know, hard and mean and cruel and whatever, like those people are putting up walls so that they don't have to feel and take on everything around them. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. I know, cause I used to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. I used to have so many walls up because it was all too much. Yeah. Yeah, I can really relate to that. I can yeah. really relate to that. And I think, yeah, and you're right. And, I, and, and actually, it's such a nice point of clarification, isn't it? Because when we start to think about boundaries, what, what, what I don't mean is building a wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I might mean, um, and actually this came um, from a good friend, Madeline Giles. You know, she suggested the, the idea of a screen door, um, you know, so you can see out and people can see in, but they're not getting through that door mm. unless you open it. And so there's something quite, you know, it's very related to nature in that. It's, it's actually quite welcoming and this idea of being in a cylinder almost, if you will, of a, of a, of a screen, you know, so again, people can see in, but they you know, they can't, they can't necessarily take of you or, or borrow from you. Um, and I also think as well, you know, part of us, you know, kind of emerging and evolving. And, and, and let's also remember that too, you know, part of being an empath is also learning how to evolve through again, like the charmed reference earlier, into your next talent, into your next power, into your next, you know, place of, of, of skills, you know, and, and that might, that might not come with a certificate or, or a curriculum, you know, and that's certainly a lot of my work is helping, you know, people to understand that spiritual map that is, that is sort of unfurling in front of them to understand what's their talent, what's their skill, you know, yeah, where are they feeling the, the empath, where do they need to understand what protection means? Because it's just, if we could see, you know, if we could really simply see all the energy, the spaghetti junction you know <laughs> that emits from all of us to everyone combined with that of electricity natural and unnatural power sources the internet you know social media the addiction the hypnosis that's you know um 
apply to a lot of the heavy hitters you know there's some great um you know conspiracy theories about beyonce using um you know kind of essentially you know telekinesis and hypnosis at the back end of all of the tracks same with taylor swift you know which uh you know which i absolutely love the idea of someone somewhere just squirreling away on really really interesting code <laughs> to essentially make people addicted um, to that which you know because to that which we idolize and, and essentially you know that's also a big part of this conversation is that we idolize the most peculiar things but yet we wouldn't um we wouldn't take the journey for ourselves you know again like some of our you know musicians and artists people will move literally heaven and earth you know to go and see them to get there to get tickets to to travel and yet will you do that for yourself will you move heaven and earth for yourself to meet yourself again you know at the top of the mountain that you're at and hang out there and reflect on the songs that you're singing about yourself whilst trying to write a new script i mean what would that look like you know Mm. yeah that's so interesting I'm, I'm just thinking like how can I do that with the podcast like put in some, mm. <laughs> some hypnosis mm. into the podcast <laughs> you will listen to all the podcasts <laughs> but I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't um, use it for yeah. that I'd use it for good like you know you yeah obviously abundant, you are prosperous like you can yeah yeah, yeah we for good yeah yeah totally well that's the thing you know there's the reason that all superhero comics and everything else before is that i've got that phrase like with great power comes great responsibility because it's it's true you know there's again you know we even from a business point of view you know we've been we're often encouraged to like write down your ideal client but actually what that what happens in that place is that you create contrast essentially the subtext being of your non-ideal client you know and therefore that non-ideal client is probably everything that you've kind of squirreled away under the mat that you think you don't like about yourself but in truth if we meet everybody with compassion with love and with you know with an open adult to adult conversation then you know we'll, we'll find you know we'll find peace in the contrast as well whether that you know we're with one person or, or whether we're with a I don't know, a hundred million. Um, and what comes with that, right? Like what comes with that? We've both seen it, um, you know, across our own and good buddies, like social media and newsletter followings and business development, you know, more people to look after, more power, more responsibility. It's a, you know, it's kind of a big deal if you're a, a you know, a, an entrepreneur or in a startup, certainly working within the esoteric or the the wellness industry yeah it, it really is because i i feel like people we're, we're moving into a new a new energy like there mm -hmm. has been a huge shift where people are now not looking to spiritual teachers and gurus like people want to get their information from lots of different places mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yet there is still you know, I remember like the first time somebody sent me a message on Instagram and they called me their spiritual teacher. And I was mm. like, what? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, is this really, <laughs> is this really what I want? Like, oh my goodness, there's so much responsibility here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of the time, like when I'm, when I'm sharing, I just kind of assume that everybody is able to be discerning. Everybody's able to kind of take it if it resonates or leave it if it doesn't. But oftentimes I will receive messages or comments that make me realize that that's not always the case. Like there mm -hmm. are people out there who will choose somebody because they resonate with them and then they will sort of just 
it's not like they're believing everything that you say, but there is that, that feeling of like, Oh, this is the person that I can trust. And so Mm -hmm. everything that they say I can trust, Mm -hmm. which is, it really is a big deal. And I think um, like for me and my work as a tarot reader, like I used to, I used to do like predictive readings and stuff like that. And now the way that I read is very different because I really want to bring it back to make it, it's not about me and my skill and the way that I'm reading the cards. It's about you and where you're at. And mm-hmm, it's about mm-hmm. helping you on your journey to find your own path and to find what resonates with you. Because what, like, you know, I, I teach a lot about um, like how to do your, how to protect your energy and work with your energy and your spirit guides and everything. But I always do it from this place of like, this is what works for me. Let me mm-hmm. help you find what works mm-hmm. for you. And I feel like it's really exciting that we're moving into that energy now, but we're still in the process of moving into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really agree with that. And, and again, I think that's that the spiritual map for each of us, mm. you know, and, and, and part of my training as an interfaith minister and gathering, you know, my I, I just ministry. love so much that you're doing that. <laughs> I love well, it so much. You. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do that like next year, the year after. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, th- I think everyone ought to do it. It mm. is, it is, uh, it's a, uh, wow. What, what a, it's a hell of a ride that that's mm. for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I had a weekend actually of study just gone and the, and the thing was, <laughs> I just cried for two days mm. at the, at the pain of the truth of knowing that I have to wake up. You know, and if we think we're already woke, as it as it were, it's like <laughs> yeah. we, you know, and it's like, but I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, and you, woke. Yeah, yeah, hashtag woke, yeah. Um, but we fall back asleep all the time. Oh, yes, all the time. And <laughs> yes. this is, you know, and this is this is okay. This is okay. I mean, I don't. I genuinely don't know um, what it would be like to be hashtag woke all the time, because you know, I need to go for a wee and I need to cook my lunch and I need to you know um I need to pay the bills and that's not to say that they cannot be part of my devotion and they they you know they they are but it's it's also just you know I don't know sometimes you just um need to you know I don't know I've got right back into fiction which I haven't read for ages and and, you know just a little bit at night because so much of the curriculum for um, minister school is pretty intense and you're you're reading a lot of, of texts, you know, from um, A Course in Miracles, which I'm a student of any, anyway, but, you know, to, to, to also have read the whole Bible. I read the Bhagavad Gita last month. Um, you know, there's just countless texts that you're encountering and, you know, different interpretations of parts of the Torah, you know, in terms of, of moving into progressive Judaism, etc. And so, you know, everything you're meeting is this, yeah, this opportunity to meet yourself and to, to meet what devotion and, and commitment and rites of passage mean for you. And, and, you know, and again, part of the the calling, and I think I was called as a kid, you know, I think I was called a long, long time ago to ministry and here I am, you know, I'll be, you know, turning 40 in May and it just feels like an absolute delight to be sitting in there, um, you know, at, at this stage with so many roots supporting me as I, as I, as I do it. And, and it is, it can be quite, you know, people are really up for a chat about it as well, which is, which is amazing. 
you know people have got a lot of opinions about it and um <laughs> really? you know, people have, yeah yeah and it's so interesting like i really look forward to traveling and having the conversation because obviously we live in a, a predominant christian um you know or um you know kind of catholic church of england you know environment and so um you know and that may come through various other churches and, and holy doors and so you know there's a there's a very specific opinion there's a very specific judgment prejudice perception attachment you know any of these things to to organized um to organized religion but but the whole point you know not the whole point but one of the really beautiful invitations is that to find a god of your own understanding is where life really begins to become mm. quite miraculous a god of your own understanding so that is therefore not me sitting here and trying to convince you that my god is different from your god it's basically me saying, hey, I'm hanging out with creation in this way and it feels so good. Mm. And you say, oh, amazing. I'm hanging out with creation in this way and that feels good. And oh, look at that. We both feel really good. You know, it's about what unites us. It's not what about, it's not about what divides us. And it's about where our similarities are, not where our differences are. And that's not spiritual bypassing, believe you me. You know, if you're, you know, if we're having conversations with, for example, and this may be an activating topic, so I'm just giving you your warning listeners, you know, but for example, if you're, you know, if you're sitting in government or you're working with them, um, disenfranchised people, or if you're traveling to the jungle, you know, of Calais, or you're working with homelessness or people who have recovered from rape or abuse what if you are working in a prison that's actually full of pedophiles and murderers you know to go in with judgment and prejudice is not going to heal or help it's not to understand how it's even possible to go in and to have those conversations is why I am sitting in that room month after month because I can sit down with everybody who's on the the love train no problem that's Ooh. you know that's pretty straightforward sitting down with people who are so disconnected who are completely disassociated who have been brought up in a chain of abuse and neglect and difficulty finding a space of real compassion where yes being an empath is going to be useful but it's also going to kill me if i don't know how to manage myself properly you know can i sit there as a true trunk essentially of an of a of an elder forest you know again as i move into 40 this this delicious invitation to to live a life of saging as opposed to aging and therefore, you know, how I show up in my ministry for the people that I think, you know, returning to my original point about what I think are my ideal client and the people, the community that really actually I cannot reject because there is as much a chance for me to be any of those things that I think I don't like, just as there's as much of a chance of me being the things that I think that I like. And, you know, that takes us to, uh, wow, I mean, that takes us to well, we're kind of in the catacombs of humanity at that point. And it is, it's, you know, it is ugly pretty down there, basically. And we've just got to, you know, we've got to use these tools, these conversations to, um, to just, again, to help us keep waking up to, to the healing that's possible if we can come back to what unites us, you know, what's similar for us. And where is there an opportunity to be love in action as opposed to love on the mat and then not taking it anywhere you know 
we don't need any more piousness essentially yeah i love that so much like the whole compassion thing like coming mm -hmm. back to the idea of compassion because it really feels to me like when i'm in the when i'm in that energy of being able to have compassion for others mm -hmm. like that feels mm -hmm. like that's where i am when i'm in my power Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I'm blaming someone else or when I'm like, Oh, but that person did this and that person's the reason for this. or that situation is the reason that I'm in this situation. Like that is not, that's when I'm completely disconnected from my own power. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, that's the difference, isn't it? Between being in the well with someone and thinking, Whoa. Oh crumbs, how are we going to get out of here? And being like, Hey, what are you doing in that? Well, do you want to get out? Cause I could help you with that. You like, know? How, did you, how did you get in there? What happened to yeah. you? <laughs> so that yeah. I don't do that as well, but like what happens yeah. to, to get you in the well? yeah oh my gosh yeah let's absolutely. just like see where you're at now and wh where your journey has been up to this point without yeah. judgment mm -hmm. well you're an idiot for getting in. like you're an idiot <laughs> stepping up there and falling in the well i'm not gonna help you yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah what about oh, well you... that could happen to anyone you know or yeah you know, anyone who was in that situation that you're in yeah yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, to, we'll just bring Star Wars into the, the conversation, but you know, there, mm -hmm. because there's as much potential to be like a Jedi of light, right? There's as much potential to be a Luke Skywalker as there is to be a Darth Vader in all of us. Mm -hmm. That's really challenging for us to accept. Yeah. You know, there's as much opportunity for us to be the victim as there is for us to be the pirate. You know, there is much opportunity for us to be the, you know, the the person, you know, lying having their mobile phone taken as there is to have been the person who took who stole the mobile phone. It's it's again, it's there's there's so much at the back of all this work and it is hard work. It is about heartbreaking open it is about it is about dissolving prejudice it is about being in that place of compassion and understanding that you know again the attacker or the abuser we have this huge assumption that they're doing these things out of malicious intent whereas mm. often that's not the case it's because their heart is closed they have no concept concept of compassion certainly none of empathy no idea what sympathy is and pity is just a big big red rag to basically antagonize so you know again where are you on your on your spiritual map you know it's just you know we're on if you know kind of if there's an acting out or there's a difficulty and obviously i you know i say this having come through like a tremendous amount of trauma you know that i've shared you know kind of over the years and as part of my recovery as as well a tremendous amount of accidents you know a huge amount of pain and it's those lessons that you know have really or those experiences that i really do see it from both from both sides and in fact even this weekend just gone i was really able to think about um you know, the guy who I was in an abusive relationship and truly, truly, truly feel complete and total forgiveness. Mm. Truly, because I don't think he knew what he was doing. I certainly don't think he ever planned it. I think he got caught up in it. I think so much happened that felt so hard to come back from. I think there was such difficulty. There will have been self-loathing, self-hate. There will have been 
you know, so much self-torture and annihilation that it is easier, therefore, to essentially attack the person in front of you that reminds you of everything you're doing that you're doing without love and compassion, rather than to surrender into the great unknown, you know, and to surrender to the great mystery and to surrender to forgiveness. And I, you know, I really do thank Goddess that I'm able to not carry that fear not carry that in my body anymore and that you know it takes a you know it can happen in an instant and it can happen can take a really long time but i would rather be sitting here in forgiveness than thinking oh there's still work to be done on that you know um and that's that to me just feels again i think there is something about this moving into you know the saging not aging energy i that, love um, that so much <laughs> Oh, me too. And it's, it's such, it's such fresh work again for this, this part of the world that, yeah, but you know, I just, I, I really look forward to being 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s, 90s. And, and again, when people feel like they need to go and sit at the knee, you know, not, not in a bowing down to the guru, but you know, the, where's somebody who'll understand me with love and compassion because I've, I've, I've lost my map you know that they'll be like oh my god you know the gail's still alive she could probably help <laughs> i don't know where i'll be in like 50 years but you know um but yeah like that um it's just we're you know we're all god's children you know we're all god's children and i think that could be you know that could be activating for some people to hear we're all goddesses children we are all brothers and sisters they're there is nothing that separates us. There's the concept of control. There, um, you know, there there have been patriarchal decisions that have made over the years, and I'm, I I don't think we need to talk about that per se because I think you know it takes all of us. The future is all of us. The future is not just female. The mm. brothers are doing their work as well. Yeah, I um. I feel very passionately about that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that the, um, I think it's amazing that the divine feminine is rising, obviously, mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. the thing that needs to happen. But I think that a lot of the, again, like you going back to the language that we've been using in, in spiritual circles about how we've been very focused on the divine feminine rising. And we've been mm -hmm. sort of, so focused on on her and what she's doing that we haven't noticed that over here on the other side the divine masculine has also been rising mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm. men are shifting and men are making different choices and mm -hmm. um you know and i say men but i mean mm -hmm. the mass you know anybody mm -hmm. who's connecting mm -hmm. with the masculine energy and yeah. we have kind of we've we've forgotten <laughs> that they're doing they're doing their work too yes and they're yes. doing big work Oh yeah, crumbs, absolutely. And 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 it is, and it, you know, it's again, it's knowing the it's knowing the and understanding the rites of passage. There's more to this than sitting on the meditation mat, as we're saying, you know, and working mm -hmm. and the and the men that I know and, and I do specifically, you know, speak of men in this instance who who are really working to reclaim the sacred masculine. Mm -hmm. You know, because as well, for example, it's it's there, you know, again, it's they it's peculiar it's like it's all it's not reverse shadow work but it's kind of like guys of hey i'm trying this i'm trying for this not to be like a big old wide sweeping statement but the the men that i know and i'm really blessed to actually to um to mentor a lot of men and i feel a 
I feel a deep reverence for that for that work as well. But it's this sense of, um, you know, if you think about where where we as women have perhaps, um, you know, hidden or not evolved or matured in our desire or in our journey of intimacy, then you know, men are really feeling that too. You know, and that journey of intimacy being very beautiful in terms of being available and finding connection then being in union and then resting after that union and then knowing that there must be separation as well and that sense of you know where men are being told to be powerful mm -hmm. to take the lead to be the alpha to be the provider but open the door and know what your <laughs> know what your partner wants whatever whatever they lie on the gender spectrum you know and and you know um or whatever their sexual preferences or life preferences are in this in this life and you know that sacred masculine who um you know is is just there available actually with so much potency and with so much energy and i you know i'm really thinking about um you know if we think about how we feel as women when we get into our womb energy but thinking about how guys feel when they move into their the energy of their sexual organs but that is being powered by the heart mm -hmm. not being powered by the shitty chitty of the mind and how you know the sacred masculine has been abused in the world as well and again showing the self-compassion and not feeling like there has to be a resilience and a you know a solution to to everything and just to understand that you know there is a we're all essentially on the gender spectrum we're all on the sexual preference spectrum we're all moving and dancing in a in a completely different way and i just think it's so it's so beautiful watching things for example like um the rise in um a, a, um attendance to brazilian jiu-jitsu by guys you know if we look at particularly guys in some form of recovery um you know and just looking at why that is you know there's because literally there's a safe space for guys to go and hang out it's pretty rough and tumble you, you, you know there's you're gonna get sweaty but you're gonna find out where your activation points are and that it's okay to tap out that you don't have to pass out first right you know you don't have to have the world on your chest on your shoulders um you know losing losing your sight because you've got no oxygen coming into you you're going to learn discipline you're going to learn respect you're going to you know you're going to understand what it means to to dance with the body to be fit to be you know to be well and I, you know and i even think about you know our um our friend and, and teacher tim wilde you know he returned back to his martial arts roots after maybe 10 15 years and watching him over the last 18 months become a stronger vessel for this work is you know has been a phenomenal journey for him you know and again that's because we have all this untempered energy and we don't know what to do with it and you know and, and men can have a lot of other energy that they don't want to do with and all of it is sexual because all of it is life force so you know when we're talking about sexual energy in that way i'm not necessarily talking about coming together in bed although that is a big part of it but actually what are you creating how are your muses speaking to you what are you birthing in the world what's exciting you what's what's you know amping you up what again where will you take action in your community because you're inspired by the discipline that you're holding in yourself so therefore you are a tip-top instrument 
for creation and she can speak through you as she wants you know and and that's honoring the sacred masculine like those are the guys that we're seeing out and about and those are the alphas you know their um, alphas have been long misunderstood like your alpha is going for higher ground trying to suss out what what the community in the pack need the alphas at the back checking everybody's a-okay and stuff's going on you know they're making sure that the best decisions are being made for everybody you know they're not disciplining they're not loud they're not you know they're not um shrinking or sharking or doing you know their their alphas are, are really you know in men and in women and in every gender that we have you know they're a really really beautiful part of the leadership collective that's that we need yeah it's such a like it's such a big topic mm. i think what's really um what we can forget sometimes too is that well not just men like men and women and everybody who's out there mm. um, people who don't identify with either of those terms as well mm, mm. um we're all we're all rising and we're all on this journey and just because you're not doing it in a spiritual way and just because mm -hmm. you're not hanging out in spiritual groups and like diffusing your essential oils and like playing around with your tarot deck or whatever it doesn't mean that you're not also a part of that energy that is rising um mm, and i think mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. for some of us as as women like we like to talk about the divine feminine rising because everybody's talking about that and everybody's mm -hmm. using that language for it mm -hmm. and so we see that and we mm -hmm. we feel like you know every second post we look at on social media is about the divine feminine it's like yeah it's mm -hmm. happening it's happening but like there are men out there who are just getting on with it yeah <laughs> and they're not yeah. all, they're not all posting like no like, i really felt like i was in my divine masculine today like they're just doing it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah isn't that interesting yeah mm. yeah it's so true and sometimes i just don't even know what the words mean anymore yes you know, when we talk oh, about yes like th yes. that for me as well i'm like what is this divine feminine that that you speak of but, yes. but, but then you know again maybe that comes back to the divine feminine of your understanding mm. similarly as i'm saying you know part of my ministry training is about you know the god of my understanding or your understanding so again maybe it is different for everybody but in his trying to collectively almost um curriculumize it that's not a word but um you know to make it like oh a complete shared experience but you know maybe my experience is my experience and that's okay and it's really different from from yours and that's totally okay but as opposed to saying um you know oh well if you haven't experienced these things yet you haven't had your divine yeah. rising <laughs> I like, love all, no. those, all of those posts like 10 10 signs that you're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20, 20 ways to know that you're a star seed or whatever. <laughs> oh, am I a star seed? I'll just check the check the list off and make sure I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, Golly, yeah, I hope um, there's a lot more. Yeah. Than 20 ways, you well, know. <laughs> they're they're kind of fun. Like I do I do like yeah, those yeah. posts, but yeah, it's all it's all very like here's your checklist and yeah, it's mm. like different for everybody. Um but one thing that you said like really um struck a chord with me around the language that we use and like what is what is the divine feminine what is the divine masculine because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i often have this conversation with my guy mm -hmm. where i will say something like um you know oh that person was like you know so in their in their masculine energy or something and he would just look at me like what <laughs> 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 what do you even mean by that 
And I'm like, well, you know, like that's, there's like the masculine and there's the feminine. He's like, well, can you please explain to me what that actually means? And Mm. And I start going into the whole, well, the feminine is receptive and the feminine receives and the feminine is like, you know, intuitive and stuff. And he's like, so what men aren't intuitive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, of course they are, but that's because they're in their feminine. And we get into these like really, <laughs> really cool and interesting conversations around like, well, who's to say like which traits are masculine and which traits are feminine anyway? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm. like he, he's like one of my, <laughs> he's one of my best teachers. Uh, but he, he says these things to me. It's like, yeah, like what, why do, as women, why do we claim intuition? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. why do why do men claim logic mm-hmm, <laughs> like how mm-hmm. when when and where did that happen because <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know about yeah. you but i got both and i think my <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we all do I, yeah. I think you're i think you're absolutely right i mean i, I think we all do in different degrees mm. um and that yeah that's for sure i'm really just feeling into and, and thinking about that because there's sort of this part of me that wants to jump up with loads of logical you know kind of historic answers to that but then there's also um you know i think that it again i think it depends where we're coming from i think also because you know we're in the uk we're being fed an almost sort of um uk um oh, I almost feel a little bit like a high street version of the goddess and, and you know, um, the top shop you know, goddess. Yeah. Like the top shop goddess. Whereas obviously, you know, if we were, um, you know, if we were in Hawaii and we we're hanging out in Pele, Ooh. then it would be, be very yeah. different how she was described and, um, and honored and, and worked with, you know, um, and really about that beautiful nest, you know, necessity for destruction, for rebirth. Um, but we're so frightened of destruction here on this land, on this very specific land that we're, that we're on at the moment. Um, and then I was just, yeah, just kind of thinking, I mean, for, you know, there, we have seen our world, you know, kind of divide itself. Certainly, um, I mean, certainly from the 16th century, I would say, you know, the word religion didn't exist before the 16th century. And then we created that, you know, that kind of holy triangle of, of essentially science, religion and art. And then religion very much came through with here is the fixed altar you know, organized religion, here is the fixed organized altar at which you will kneel in an organized way and you will present and go through these steps and there and through me, this other, then perhaps you will then connect to um the holy ones, you know, the great the great divine, the the God of um whatever we've decided to, you know, to write about. And so this, yeah, this space of reclamation that we're in. I think, you know, there is, you know, the original goddess, Hecate, you know, the goddess of the crossroads, the witch of the crossroads, you know, the underworld as was, that was then written, you know, um, through the Bible, through the, you know, the Gnostic texts as as hell, but it was never hell. It was, you know, the, the waiting room for your soul, you know, and good old Hecate would come along and be like, how was that mission for you? You know, how are you feeling? I, I like to imagine her with her little clipboard and a... <laughs> you know, and a headpiece mm-hmm. kind of being like, okay, this one's ready for transition, <laughs> uh, you know, to wherever, to wherever they, you know, they want to go. But yeah, there's a, again, we've watered everything down and it is, you know, it's great that we have these accessible points of 10, 10 signs and 10 this and 10 that, but actually, you know, the irony of that is that 
that invites us to not trust our intuition that invites mm -hmm. us to not trust our logic it invites us to need someone else to to tell us and you know and again from the sage energy point of view yes there can be guidance yes there can be what are you experiencing how is that showing up for you where do you feel that in your body what happens as a result of you having a conversation with that where does that take you you know when you're in communion when you're in prayer devotion meditation practice what are you being guided to do you know that those are the types of conversations that i absolutely love having you know when i get things like people saying can you interpret my dreams for me or mm -hmm. um you know what does this mean or what does that mean they're the very very beginning of the conversation but really what i want to encourage you to do through any of of this is is find it for yourself mm. you know find it for yourself and that's what so much of of this is about um because the sacred masculine is actually quite frightened right now mm -hmm. you know and that that makes that breaks my heart you know that breaks my heart open and i feel a lot of compassion um you know for the sacred masculine in in any of the vessels in in which it resides but i think there's just a real there's a real opportunity to find what it means for you. And, I, you know, for me, that just feels like quite an interesting dive to take, really. Yeah, gosh, there's like, <laughs> mm. there's so much to say about yeah. All of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like everything that's happening with the mm -hmm. divine masculine at the moment. Mm -hmm. I really kind of keep, again, like coming back to the whole compassion thing because. Mm -hmm. When we look at where we've been mm -hmm. in the last few thousand years or however long mm -hmm. we want to go, go for, we I say we as like a collective we, she, we, um, we tend to look back at history and we go, oh, men were to blame for everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. men, men took away our power and men did this and men did that. And there's a very few times when I hear women have conversations around, well, what did we do to each other? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we i always like to use the witch trials as an example because we we look at the witch trials and we say well the men dragged us out and they put us on the on the stakes and they burnt us mm. when actually what well that was going on yes <laughs> let's not like pretend that yeah. didn't happen yeah but what also happened was a lot of women pointing the finger at each other yes. and saying she did it she did it burn her burn yeah. her and yeah. we seem to forget a lot of that stuff when we yeah. talk about the um, the patriarchy and how terrible it is and how it's ruined everything for women. We sort of just, we are now going back and we're erasing a little bit of our own history, mm -hmm. mm, which I sure. feel like is not the, <laughs> not the way forward. We've it all definitely. made mistakes. Mm -hmm. We've all mm -hmm. made mistakes. Yeah, gosh, you're absolutely right about that. You know, mm. and that's and what you're talking about there is uh, is you know is um, is group consciousness. Mm. You know, and and you know we've seen it through history when people know something is not right, but they're not willing to be the voice that yes. speaks up to say, "Whoa, hang on a minute." Um, you know, this, this isn't right. And, you know, and absolutely over 9 million, um, you know, men and women, predominantly women though, you know, are taken and, and, mm. and, you know, and killed during the, the witch burnings all, all over the world and still bodies being discovered, you know, essentially mm. a, a feminine genocide as it, as it were, you know, there's, um, 
yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to deal with, with that. You know, if we take, for example, you know, my husband is, um, is German and, and he has a, you know, he has part of an innate, um, almost, uh, echo of shame, you know, for being German mm. because of, you know, everything, because of what happened, um, you know, with, with much of the deaths, you know, certainly in the, in the camps and, and in the gas chambers. And, and also, you know, we forget that in a week, 21,000 Romani gypsies were, were taken from us, you know, and so there is also, that's peppered through into the psychic hangover, mm. but there is this understanding that, um, yeah, we have persecuted and persecute one another daily. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. out of our, it's not out of our, of our lives at, at the moment. And, you know, social media is a big conduit for pointing the finger, the blame game. You know, we look at, um, you know, 24,000, you know, children and young people got in touch with Childline um, between, uh, I think it was just in the summer of last year, I think, 24,000 children, young people, young adolescents contacted Childline about, um, about you know, cyberbullying. Mm you know, 24,000. And that's only those that are recorded for, yeah. for that quarter. Yeah. You know, 9.1 9 .1 million, you know, um, you know, men and women being abused globally and increasing that we know about. You know, 1.2 million people being bullied at work last year that we know about. Um, you know, it's, um, and, and as a side, I, I know these stats because actually I was looking them up for some research into another project and it is absolutely mind boggling, you know, and it's because we've got that, we do have that old political post what first world, second world, perhaps even Iraq war, other wars around, you know, around the, the world that, to, you know, to be the whistleblower comes at a cost you know mm. and so we're but we're beginning to see what happens when we when we collectively choose to say hey hang on a minute what ha what's happening there is not right i mean we're seeing it unfortunately let's look at what's happening in the oxfam foundation mm -hmm. you know people given the opportunity to protect young vulnerable children um, and unfortunately becoming part of the oppression and the abuse of yeah. that you know Hollywood another collective shame hangover psychic energy persecution you know to brother brother sister to sister so it's it is part of you know this human experience in this lifetime that we're experiencing and, and, and all I can say for myself is you know I take responsibility you know there's been things I've walked past in the street as well over the years that I've thought oh my god I don't ever want to put myself in the middle of that now I would be right in the middle and I'd have my phone out and I would be calling the police you know and, and I've done that so many times you know over over recent years um because you know again people say well don't get involved because it could get really bad and it's like no get involved because it could get much better mm. you know and again this for me is is what love teaches us love is not like you know this this sort of little limpet creature just you know kind of in the background like bring the roses although that's that's all really lovely but you know social action love and action courage compassion strength connection forgiveness seeing that someone is not in their right mind and mm. what i mean by that is literally they are out of their mind literally they are out of their god or goddess mind they have no idea they are not connected they are not you know they're not 
in love they're not in the connection to the person or people that are in front of them and absolutely it's something you know again the group um, group mentality what happens is something that we must speak more of um, you know again i was saying this to somebody recently I, I i'm not very comfortable anymore with the word tribe either because it has too many mm. negative connotations if you look again outside of a very a particularly white western christian environment you know tribes pitied against one another etc too much to to go into here but the idea of find your tribe and love them hard the contrast the subtext the flip side is that means all the other tribes are not for you yeah. and that is not right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i think that's a a, a big one mm, mm. definitely yeah, yeah. I, I feel and like I think we're just no, go on sorry oh, well I was just gonna say like I feel like that's again like what we started talking about at the start around like language and just being mm -hmm. like being more mindful about what words we're using and what what we're using those words to describe and what we actually mean when we when we say these things mm -hmm. because I do think that I think tribes are a bit of a different one, but I do think that a lot of the, the words that we've been using have really helped us to mm -hmm. navigate mm -hmm. through some stuff <laughs> mm. but now that we've gone through that stuff now we need to go okay like how as well we need to take responsibility for like well we went through that that stuff and we did it in this way but how can we make that easier for people who are like mm -hmm. who are just waking up now and they're trying to find find their way like how can we make it all easier for the next the next group that are coming through yeah it's such a good question and you know everybody that is coming through or you know they are active and they and they mm. are awake and they do have a deeper sense of i think responsibility than perhaps i might have been able to connect with when i was when i was younger you know again you know i definitely felt that calling but i think that there's a real sense of, of this being about um you know kind of about problem solving and, mm. and solution whereas i think that you know, it is important to find places of inspiration where you feel like you can gather with other like-hearted people, but you don't just need to gather in one. You know, actually the, you know, cross-pollinization of any flora or fauna, for example, is what keeps it healthy. You know, um, you know, kind of moving from group to group and species to species is is really important and for, for us as well, you know, again, to to use your tools, whether that's meditation or visualization or, or just simply, you know, going for a run or, or, you know, kind of, um, or a row or whatever it is where your devotion of sweat is to feel into where you're being guided to spend your time and to just delight, delight in the language that we have that, um, and, you know, and I've said this to you before, like, I love an emoji, but it, it does, one of my, one of my concerns is that we basically watered our language down to, to, emoji. <laughs> to emoji. So we don't know how to describe what we're feeling. We don't know how to describe what we're experiencing. So it either comes down to essentially it's a, it's a Mr. Poo or it's a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of hope there's a bit more. It's like um, a, a poll on Instagram stories. Like, how are you feeling today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because we're so immediate, right? We're so reactive mm. in that because I want to click on that because I know I've only got, I don't know, three seconds or something. Yeah. So I want my vote <laughs> in. Choice. I want my vote in. Yeah, make a choice, make a choice. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes choices take a bit longer. Mm. You know, sometimes we need to sit in that calmness between, you know, the... Uh, you know the 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 union of creation uh, and then the separation you know we need to sit in that calmness in between and just see what's what's going on um and just yeah kind of give ourselves a bit of space to to enjoy that and to to be you know to be in the oneness again you know what is the what is what is the situation in your understanding um and when we come keep coming back to ourselves and trying to understand what it means for us but with the support of on our offline you know community community or you know kind of ministry as it is for me when we're when we're gathering together it's it's really really healthy but equally you know you don't have to gather with people all of the time i mean mm. i certainly can't do it all of the time and i you know i love my own company i love just kind of chillaxing and, and you know sitting and just being with the nothingness it's um it hasn't always been like that but it's a it's a really important part of my overall health care that i also literally just sit not knowing what the hell is going on <laughs> and being really comfortable with that <laughs> yeah i think that's so so important as well because i know a lot of people when they when they start to kind of get on the path and they start to be really aware of their own energy and who and what's affecting it a lot of people have this kind of I, I know I sort of went through this a little bit, but you, you kind of, you start looking at your relationships, you start looking at the people around you and you think like that person drains me, that person mm. doesn't get me, like that person's no longer on my level or I don't have anything in common with them. And we start to kind of like cut people out, <laughs> just like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't, like that person's not on the same path as me anymore. So therefore I'm not going to be friends with them and I'm not going to spend time with them. But I always say to people like you, <laughs> you don't have to cut people out of your life unless you really feel like actually it's done and you're finished mm. and you know, you're ready to move on. That's fine. But mm. just because you're on the path that you're on, like you're never going to find one person in this world who resonates with you a hundred percent. And there are people in the spiritual community who do not get me mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> and that's fine. There are people who are not spiritual at all, who are atheists, who are like on a completely different path, whatever, who totally get me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even yeah. though they don't, they, you know, they don't want to sit and talk about tarot and whatever, but mm -hmm. you know, they'll sit and talk about like the possibility of aliens existing mm -hmm. or like, mm -hmm. you know, what, it, what they want to do to make the world a better place and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when we're talking about the word tribe, which I agree with you, let's find a new word for that. But when we're talking about our communities and the places we hang out in as light workers or whatever word we want to call ourselves, mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we are in different groups and that we are hanging out with different people and that we're not just going into these little containers of, oh, these are all the spiritual people who have the same belief system as I do and we're never going to argue. We're all going to be best friends for life. And I'm never going to hang out with anybody else because that doesn't happen. No, no, no. And it's, there's a brilliant thing in, um, 
um, in um, progressive Judaism, you know, in study groups where you find the person that essentially irritates you the absolute <laughs> most, like the most opposite to you that you could find. And you, you study with them because mm -hmm. they will force you, they will force you, um, you know, in a way to, to really think about why you feel or you think or you have the opinions that you have they it's it's a joyful invitation for for essentially you know constructive challenge which again we're we're a bit um <clears throat> excuse me we're a bit poor at we're untrained you know in in that you know there's a there's a sense that everything it does have to be tickety-boo and peaceful all the time because otherwise we're either failing or flailing whereas actually you know please have your own opinion please share it with me and maybe some days I will want to counter that and maybe other days I'll very much be like wow that is totally possible wow mm. Thank yeah. you. Wow. I, I think that's so important. I shared, <clears throat> oh, my throat's going to now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're both like, I eh. on social media about what I wanted to see and what I wanted to share more of online. Mm -hmm. I went to oh, a yes, yes. where I needed to just like cull a whole bunch of people, not because I didn't love them or have compassion for them, but I was just following like over a thousand people and I was doing nobody any good. By yeah, doing them. yeah. And yeah. I shared a post about what I wanted to to see and mm -hmm, i said mm -hmm. in that post like i want to see people sharing their truth even when i don't agree or even when mm -hmm. i don't resonate but i i want us to be sharing our truth in a way of like this is what i believe and this is my mm -hmm. truth and mm -hmm. you know let's just let's discuss it let's talk mm -hmm. about it let's be adults let's be compassionate with each other not just mm -hmm. like oh this is my truth and then somebody posts a comment saying this is wrong <laughs> like, yeah you're wrong if you believe this like whoa <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are better ways to have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, that right there is what will heal our separation because yes. you're talking yes. about acceptance and it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, smack me over the head to convince me I've got to believe what you believe. But mm. bloody hell, imagine if we were just all genuinely interested in one another's yes. very personal <laughs> experiences yeah. without me seeing it through the lens of me, because essentially you know, again, you know, look, we have this call, I'll get off it and I'll say, oh my God, yeah, no, that, you know, that was amazing. And I, for me, we spoke about these things, but you'll Ooh. get off it and you'll be like, for me, we spoke about these things and they're both right. They're both mm -hmm. right, you know? And so absolutely, I think that, you know, that place of acceptance, that place of, again, well, that's completely possible. You know, if somebody says to me, hey, you know, I actually saw a floating car the other day. Like, what What would it, instead of me being like, do me a favor, you know, it will, instead of me being like, well, okay, that's possible. Okay, okay, amazing. Like, what did it look like? Where did it go? What did it do? How did it make you feel? You know, again, there is this sense of that we've boxed everything into a certain extent because you know we do we live in silos you know loneliness is our biggest killer it's killing more people than than heart attacks even this isolation disconnection this fear of moving out into the world also you know kind of coming back to the the, the language that we're talking about about around um you know, what if you're, you know, feeling um, that you're in the realm of the, of the empath, which many, many people are. So it can become quite frightening to be out and about in loud, loud places with lots of people. But then the invitation there is essentially get, 
get yourself disciplined, get yourself either you know, into a place where you can understand what you need to do to fully function in the world to the best of your capacity or find yourself, you know, a, a somebody that you feel you can learn with. They don't have to be um, described, you know, and I totally resonate with what you were saying earlier about when people come to you and they, they perceive you as their, their guru or their mm. teacher. But, you know, the truth is we're all a reflection of one another. You know, yeah. A Course in Miracles talks about we're only ever having any conversation with ourself. Mm. So for the parts of other people that irritate the bejesus out of you or that you just don't <laughs> understand, they're parts of yourself that you don't understand. You know, for the parts of you that you find loving and caring in other people, that's because they're loving and caring in you. Yeah. And there's so like, much power in that too, right? Yeah. yeah like when we look, absolutely. when we we look at someone who who really gets our go and we yeah and we look yeah. at that from the perspective of what is it that i'm seeing in this person yeah yeah, yeah. activating these things in me yeah <laughs> and then yeah. we start to and then we start to kind of like make some connections or we start to unravel it a bit and realize well you know maybe this is triggering triggering me maybe this is activating mm. me maybe this is bugging me because mm. of these reasons instead of just putting all the blame on that person calling them mm. an energy vampire yeah yeah, <laughs> then, yeah you know going home doing our little spell to like you know get their energy off us yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and having compassion too right yeah like, oh compassion will heal yeah. the world you know it's a compassion is just the absolute when we really understand it at its fullness and at its mm. richest it is it is truly the you know, a daily dose of, of compassion would take us all a, a long yeah. way. You know, there would be the sensationalism would reduce, comparison would reduce, separation would reduce. There's, you know, blame, revenge, you know, all mm. of these things would would reduce you know again this desire to want to be other people as opposed to you know the self that you are you know it's, it would reduce and again it's it's all through compassion it all yeah. starts with us you know again it's like i you know i too have always been having a huge clear out you know um deleting my twitter account you know um reducing my presence on you know on facebook and, and also you know kind of unfollowing um lots of people on Instagram because I've only got one brain and I, I, I don't, I genuinely don't have capacity to have a conversation with more than a thousand people for a half an hour <laughs> in the morning. I just, I'm not that, yeah. I'm not that, um, you know, I'm not that person because, you know, like you, I want to show up at the most, at the most radiant, at the most, um, delicious at the most kind of orgasmic life creating version of myself that I can in the conversations that I'm in I want to be fully present for those palpable mm. tasting every second of it and experiencing it as a visceral lived experience I don't want to feel like I'm giving you two percent of my attention because the rest is split across multi-screens and four demands because you know, look, a Twitter account is great, but it doesn't pay my rent. So, <laughs> you know, that the truth. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, for some peeps, it absolutely will. And congratulations. And that's groovy. But um, yeah, it's OK. It's OK. And even with them, um, like I totally missed this whole new thing, this new um, 
oh what's the latest social media shenanigans zero zero yeah you know um i'm just not down for it because also you know the exec board are entirely male Mm -hmm. the chief exec you know didn't pay a huge bill um a huge development bill last year which left you know hundreds if not thousands of people out of a job and i i don't need to fall through another glass mirror of illusion you know it's like why do we need another thing and that, you know, to, because to give the us... feed was going to be chronological. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That's why cool. everyone was going crazy for it. <laughs> oh man. I'm not down. See, I'm not down with the kids, man. I'm saging over here. I'm saging over here. Yeah, um, I think interesting. It, yeah. In one day I found out about it, got wicked excited about it, signed up for it. <laughs> the website crashed. Um, I couldn't sign up for it. I got all these emails saying, welcome, welcome, but I couldn't get into it. I was like, what's happening? And then everybody started posting about why we shouldn't join and how bad mm. this company is. And I was like, well, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so in the space of a day, it was like, there's this new amazing thing. And I was like, no, nope, don't want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is but great that it only took that long. I, that's that's <laughs> beautiful. That that, yeah. But that's like that whole thing that we always think is better, isn't mm. there? We always think mm-hmm. there's something better. We're, we're, what, if, what if this is, what if this is, you know, to quote the older film title, what if this is as good as it gets? Mm. what would it be like to be really happy to follow the joy right here right now and follow that joy even if it's sadness or Mm. depression or anxiety Mm. because that too will pass it all passes happiness passes joy passes you know sadness all of it all comes it all goes it's the it's the tides of the of the human emotional life we've just you know we don't give ourselves enough presence of mind to be in right mind as we're talking about you know Mm. higher nature connected to the soul self the divine to be the you know to be the presence of 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 nowness it's just it's one of our greatest challenges and yeah it's just one of the most extraordinary invitations again to be the most radiant divine charismatic humans that we could be you know there's there's a reason you know that certain people you know are kind of very you know attractive and magnetic outside of obviously hypnotizing everybody um but you know because they are there themselves and they're really Mm. present and all any of us want is really for the other person in the room to see us and to make eye contact and to not judge us and to not have shame and you know in so many of the conversations that i have particularly you know, with a lot of my women, um, you know, a lot of my female clients is around this idea when, when they tell me that they might have put a bit of weight on, you know, across a certain amount of time and they want to understand what that means. And I'm just like, right, okay. And what else have you got going on? And the look of relief and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, delight and almost confusion at the fact that I haven't said, well, what's that putting weight on about? Like what, you know, like, why are you getting, why do you think you're getting bigger as opposed to being like, yeah, okay. So what else is happening in your world? That's interesting. What else is interesting? Mm. Okay. So what can we, what can we understand about that? You know, again, this idea that um, we think all has to look a certain way and be a certain way. And I think, I think as I can, you know, sage, I think I'm just probably going to get more, more, um, well what we're calling controversial but it's actually absolutely boring and not controversial (laughs) at all and that but we've made it that way you know we've made it that way it's not yeah 
it's yeah. not the norm <laughs> no totally i mean my goodness i come a couple of weekends ago you know i basically ate like ate like half a cheesecake for breakfast with a pot of tea i was happy as larry you know i was absolutely happy as anything i didn't want anything else and and then you know and then i had whatever i had for lunch i don't feel like i need to go and flail myself about that you know but i but i haven't always felt like that you know mm. i've definitely gone through again when i felt so unassociated to my body you know, I have punished myself. I have gone through horrible journeys with myself of thinking that I need to look like something else entirely, but I can't. I can only look like me. Yeah. yeah. It's, I can't look like anyone else. And it gets too freaky. I was looking at um, Khloe Kardashian's feed earlier today for some reason. Every now and then I bob onto a Kardashian just to look <laughs> at them. Be like, what are you, who do you look like today? And it's like, who is she? She doesn't she'd get like the surgery and everything that's happened is just absolutely extraordinary. You know, that, um, yeah, I mean, sure, it's possible to, you know, to kind of systematically change, but you're still, you've still got your mind, you've still got your ego, you've still got your soul, yeah. you know, in that vessel, whether you um, shave a bit of your nose off, replace your chin and lift your eyelids to the back of your neck, you know, like it's still you that's in there and you're gonna, every time you look in the mirror, that's what you'll see. It doesn't matter how much the body or the face change necessarily. It's when you really see yourself and you can really, you know, kind of almost like take your own face in your own hands whilst you look in the mirror and just be like, God, I really like you. Thanks for being here. You know, just thank yeah, you. Yeah. I was talking to um, Lauren about this just mm. the other day and I just said like, I, I don't always feel like this, but ideally I would like to always feel like, wow, like mm. I'm in a body. Like, whoa, like, what is yeah. this? Like, I can yeah. turn it up and I'm like, yeah, I can feel things and I can hug someone and I can like <sighs> do yoga. Yeah. This is incredible. Instead yeah. of all of this shame and all of the stuff that we that we feel about our bodies instead of yeah, just like right. this is like unreal i know <laughs> I, have legs. In this body. <laughs> I know i know like i have skin and it gets goosebumps and tingles yeah. and you know i can get it wet and it doesn't leak and yeah you know <laughs> like lived in that energy oh, like, all the time like, from when we were born like what would we think of ourselves and each other if we could just be wow well, that's, I mean, that's exactly it, isn't it? Like, because uh, I, you know, for me, I, and I, I think, you know, we've spoken about this before, but those beautiful moments you see when babies or wee toddlers or little kids, they find themselves and they're looking in the mirror mm. and they're like kissing themselves and they're just <laughs> like, oh my God, you're so amazing. I, I Oh, look, that's so me. Yeah. That's me. Oh my God, I'm so yeah. beautiful. Oh, look at my hair. Is this my hair? <laughs> you know and you want and we're like oh my gosh that's just so adorable mm. and yet you know when's the last time any of us mm. did that for ourselves mm. you know there's I feel a, like you probably do that sometimes I do actually I do <laughs> I can't lie yeah I'm I'm just so gonna... you doing <laughs> <laughs> I do and it's interesting because there's a little bit of me that's like don't say that out loud Gail like how full of yourself are you you know there's that old kind of teenager hangover and it's like mm -hmm. god I can only 
I can only hope to be at least 25% full of myself, which means, uh, you know, a bit more room for, for everything else. But, you know, there's a, there's an absolutely beautiful Kundalini uh, mantra. Um, you know, I am beautiful. I am bountiful. You know, I am blessed. And if anybody wants to look that up on YouTube, there's a, there's a various recordings of it. And, you know, the idea is that you actually practice, um, you know, singing that to yourself naked in front of a mirror for mm. at least 30, if not 45 days, because it suddenly just reconnects you to who you are. Um, you know, you're, you remember that you're not something that needs to be covered up. Mm. And again, here we are in the UK where, you know, we're not so good with the body comfort or the idea of, of, of you know, sacred nakedness. And so we're all about the cover up, you know, and, and here we are, we'll witness, you know, as we move from spring to summer that, hey, get those pasty legs out. So then everybody's going to be all guilty about, you know, having worn jumpers for six months because it's been the summer. Um, but yeah, bountiful, beautiful, blessed. It's just a really, really rich, very confronting. I'm not going to lie. You know, some days are easier than others. But the whole point is if we can be in that bountiful, beautiful, blessed, self accepting energy, then the world of illusion and distraction cannot pull us out of ourselves. And therefore, we will be present. We will be athletes of God and Goddess. Mm. We will be able to be of great, delicious service. We will co create. We will design businesses or we will work in places of work from wherever you are. And we'll be full, we'll be full of what it's potentially, what it's about to be alive, to be a great, wonderful, radiant human, that we can make a difference to ourselves first, and then we can make a difference to other people. But yeah, all this, you know, marketing has done us proud, and it's also <laughs> completely distracted the, the hell out of us. So mm -hmm. we don't know who we are anymore. Yeah. Do I wear this perfume or do I wear this perfume? Do I shop? Am I a person that shops in this store or that store? Where do I get my haircut? What color do I wear on my nails? Do I shellac? You know, am I <laughs> vegan or am I plant based? Do I take protein? Do I do CrossFit? Like all of that haven't, you know. I haven't even gone like woke up. I haven't even opened my eyes and I'm happy. I'm, you know, like I'm forced with all these decisions to make in the morning. Um, and it's just like, choose you every day. Just choose yourself every day, please. You know, that's, um, I have to remind myself of that daily. Like I choose me today. I choose me. And then I ask, you know, how can I be of service to the, to creation, to the great mystery, to the, you know, to the, the way of dissolving, you know these distractions that are that are all around us that take us out of our, our right mind that take us to a form of madness really yeah gosh i feel like <laughs> i feel like we have talked about so much Oof, yeah and i know thank you is, if you stayed with us this is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be one of those podcasts that if people if people listen to the whole thing they'll get yeah. to the end and they'll be like i'm gonna need to listen to that again <laughs> I feel like you've touched on so many different parts of your teachings and your, this mm. stuff that, um, that's coming up for you at the moment mm -hmm. and that you're, mm -hmm. you're experiencing through, through your own journey, but also through the work that you're doing with other people mm. and what you're seeing in the world. Yes. Um, thank you so much for sharing everything. 
Um, I'm going to really enjoy listening back to this as well yeah, when I don't have to worry about talking and I can just like enjoy <laughs> and like, oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be loads of things that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we should definitely do this again. Yes, definitely. I would love to have yeah. you on again. Um, yeah. Would you like to, before you go, would you like to tell everybody how they can find out more about hanging out with you, what you do, how you work with people, all of, all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So Instagram is my daily prescription pad. So if anybody wants to swing on by for a little dose of um, inspiration or whatever madness I'm living through, please come and say hi, which is Gail underscore Love Shock. And then we have, I host a monthly gathering in London called Temple of the Ribcage. And the next one is the 28th of April. And there's details about that again, either on the link uh, Instagram or on my website, which is currently Gail Shock, which is S C H O C K dot love. And then in terms of working with me, you're really coming to me if you want to take a deep dive and come on a six month journey. Mm. Essentially, I'm doing less and less kind of one-off sessions or, or mini packages because um, there's just, there's too much to enjoy. And it means that I work with, you know, a kind of cohort, a couple of handfuls of people a year. And, and it's just the most delightful, phenomenal journey that you're supported, you know, across the bridge of your, your now to your next. And, and, you know, and that's, this is all part of the ministry. It's all unfurling and unfolding. And, you know, I just, my prayer is to to bring people hope in a time of isolation and my prayer is to bring people deeper connection to compassion and you know my hope for myself is to really gather and and connect and grow an extraordinary ministry in this lifetime just bringing whatever layer of healing and light and love i can to the world in this lifetime and that's you know that's what that's what it's all about I feel like you're definitely, I feel like you're definitely doing that. So don't worry. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for being on the show. Um, for all of you listeners, if you want to find out more about Gail, I will share all of her uh, links and everything in the show notes as well. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Gail, for being here. A and pleasure. I will see you guys. Well, I won't see you, but I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Cool. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.